Good morning. Welcome to Tuesday morning, April the 14th in 2020 on When I Rise. It is year A in the second Sunday of Easter. Once again, Easter is not just one day, but it's seven weeks of celebration leading us up to the day of Pentecost. And so we are feasting during the Easter season. And so on the Tuesday mornings, we like to cover the psalm for the week. So we're going to be in Psalm 16. Hey, if you'd like to support the podcast, there is a link in the show notes to a Patreon site, which for $5 a month allows you to nurse the podcast and help us together collectively dig a water well through Charity Water. So we encourage you to consider that as you spend time praying this morning. But thanks for making this part of your morning on Winter Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 16, keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord, apart from you I can do no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom all is my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you alone are my portion in my cup. You are my lot, make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will make you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. This is the word of God for us. Scholars suppose that Psalm 16 was a song that was written by a Levite during a time of great trouble. There's something in the background as we read this text that perhaps there is a sickness that's in the land. And so uh, there, this is a psalm that cries out for protection and there's a confidence in God's protection. There's also a hint that perhaps the Levites have had some sort of a moral collapse and we see evidence of this in a couple different places in the Old Testament. We go to Leviticus 21 or Isaiah 56 through 57. There seems to be this um, sense where there is uh, upheaval and confusion in the religious settings of Israel and so there is one who is within the Levites maybe there are some maybe there's a small band of them that even though there seems to be sickness everywhere perhaps because of uh, judgment because of their moral collapse and because it seems like leadership can't be trusted that um, the psalmist comes back to the heart of worship in, in essence um, the scholars note that what um, what the psalmist ultimately puts his, puts his hope in is the Lord himself and not in his inheritance as a Levite or anything else, or even his duty as one who is a professional in the temple, but he puts his hope in God and he seeks shelter from his God. And I think that's important for us, and maybe it's a word in season for us as we are seeing a renegotiation of a lot in our culture, a renegotiation of what it means to gather together as the community. How can we have a confidence 
and assurance that God is with us during this time. Many people are asking big questions right now. Would COVID-19 be something that God sends or not? And there's some disagreement among the ancients of our Christian tradition and contemporary voices, whether God is just simply using this or if this is something that God has sent to accomplish something. So perhaps we should put our hope and maybe we should exercise the words of the psalmist today. That instead of trusting in the former patterns of worship, and trusting in other things, that we're coming back to the heart of worship, that we're coming back to the simplicity of coming before our God and, and commuting with our God. You'll notice uh, that in the later verses of Psalm 16, there is a hint and an echo towards um, the time of Jesus. He says, Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. And this gives us a hint of how God did not allow Jesus to be left in the grave, but he vindicated him from death and he brought him back to life. And so it echoes about our future resurrection, that we're going to be raised in him and that we're going to dwell for ages upon ages in the new heavens and the new earth, something that should allow us to rejoice today. So maybe our time of prayer this morning could focus on one theme, and that theme is coming back to the heart of worship, to the simplicity of what another psalmist said in Psalm uh, 24. Uh, One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I would seek, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. So one thing that we desire is to worship God. So may that be our prayer this morning, is that God would give us the grace and the joy of worshiping Him and Him alone. So let's spend some time praying this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as we bow before you today and allow our souls to rise up to meet you, our hearts are filled with gratitude, and we know that we're plunged into mystery. On the one hand, you've created us in your image, but we're not quite made into your likeness because we still wonder, because we still doubt, because we still frustrate your plans, and we still frustrate your work in our lives. And so, God, this day, we cling to you, and we thank you for the words of the psalmist today, that we can take refuge and shelter within you. God, like the psalmist, there's uncertainty in our time. There's disease in the land, and there is a questionable behavior that happens even among the leaders of the people of God. And so, Lord, today we're convinced that we should trust in you and you alone. God, things are shaken and things are uncertain. But we thank you that deep within, no matter if our circumstances change or not out there, we can put our trust in you. God, we thank you for the promise that's within the psalm, the promise that Jesus himself was able to experience, that you'll not let your Holy One be subject to decay or abandoned in the grave, but you're going to raise us up. You're going to vindicate us like you vindicated Jesus. God, we thank you that the same that applied to Jesus now applies to us, not because of our moral effort, but because of the promises that you give to your people, those who put their trust and who are found in Christ. God, we confess this day that we don't measure up, that it's only by grace through faith that we're in your family. But God, we thank you that because of that, you make us new creatures. And you make us new creatures because the work of Christ is applied to our life. And so God, this day, we know that we stand in matchless grace. And so God, as we bask in the grand idea of grace, allow us to have confidence. Allow us to have a different pattern of behavior. Allow us to have a new empowerment to live in the kingdom way. So Jesus, we pray that as we hand our lives over to you, you would make your life more real within us 
and through us to the ends of the earth. God, we thank you that we find shelter within you and we find our purpose to live. So God, allow this day to be filled with the knowledge of God. I pray that we go from place to place and conversation to conversation and task to task. We might find that all the world and all of our efforts and all of our thoughts and all of our words are bathed in the glory of God. And that as we go from place to place, moment by moment, we'd find that offering our bodies as living sacrifices to you is our spiritual act of worship. God, give us the grace to come back to the heart of worship today. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.